Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Midnight Lantern Podcast. My name is Sean, John Barlon, aka Swan. And with me today, as always on these Midnight Lantern Mondays, is... JC, Reno, it's a pleasure. Always is, my man. Always is. So yeah, we're going to do these on Mondays now because it sounds cooler. The Midnight Lantern Mondays. Yeah, the alliteration. Of course, the episode doesn't come out till Tuesday. But um, <laughs> we'll we'll make it work eventually. So uh, yeah, man, what is up? What you been up to this past week, dude? Very little, frankly. Basically nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we had that meetup. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it feels like these um, these days are just dragging on. It is. I'm, I'm waiting for things to start. It feels like, or for things to end, which yeah, we'll get into. I, That's I think... what's like interesting about it we're not we're not sure if we're waiting for something to start or for something to end yeah i i wish i just remembered what i'm thinking of <laughs> i i know i don't but it's uh like there, there's some like like procrastinating happens like if you're waiting for something or if you have the expectation of something it hinders your like productivity or your performance because right. you're waiting for that thing instead of just focusing on the thing that but yeah you did mention we had a little meetup um earlier this week boba and chill i also worked out i got worked out by zad kill it was yeah i'm really starting to feel it about we now. had a little boba meetup and then we played poker <laughs> yeah and i i was winning and then i lost yeah. in one had turn essentially casino night i thought at, i thought it was a bluff I, I believed it was a bluff it was not a bluff yeah i need to like play more poker maybe i shouldn't so i don't lose money <laughs> yeah but it was definitely fun and chill to just uh, see everybody. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Because it's been a while since all the brothers had uh It was up. the brothers. That's the thing. Is that, that's like at the club. It's an elitist club of brothers. Yeah, the brothers, yeah. You, you have, have to, to have be... uh, brothers of this age. To <laughs> <laughs> Only. Um, yeah, for anyone out of the loop, which is like everybody. Yeah. Um, so me, JC, and our friends Ed Keel are all in the same grade and we're like roughly the same age and then we all have younger brothers who are almost like a year younger than us in the previous or in the grade below us yeah and so we grew up together going to the same school for uh eight like 15 years almost yeah jeez um so it's our brothers trio i don't know what the word for six is um sex tuplet yeah Uh, (laughs) interesting (laughs) um (laughs) selection (laughs) so we had a little link up and um that was interesting because, um, yeah, it, it's like we, we've, it's not like we haven't been hanging out on discord and stuff, but it was cool. To, there was something about it that was like closure, you know what I mean? Cause I think Josh is moving and like, we're all at that point in the life yeah. where we're probably not going to be living in the same city for like forever. Possibly our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a nice goodbye sort of. Yeah. Kind of just like, Got a, like a little picture together. Yeah. With Zeke. With Zeke, that's true. Jonathan's going out. It's like we all kind of hang out, except for Jonathan and Uriel. I think we do pretty much see each other and play video games with each other all the time now, thanks to everything that's going on, and thanks to the the wonderful community we have on the Discord. (laughs) On our Discord, which getting to (laughs) there's a that's like I think that's a whole history for you, and in terms of like establishing like not a community, well a community. But like getting it to getting a community to work, or like get, getting a community that is self-sufficient in a way, like the machinery to get it to function, 
and I don't know if you want to talk about any of those, like your past failures or your attempts at it, or what, even like what your, what's your core driving motive, and what what is what what meaning does it have for you? I think it. I mean, we talked about this in the early episodes of Midnight Lantern, where you were really um, show you're shedding light on how in gaming my approach is always very community driven, and so yeah. uh, I guess that kind of authentically like manifested itself into like hey i want to create a place where i could just play video games and like talk about video games in like one central place with everyone that i know Mm -hmm. all the homies and i mean back in the day we always had skype uh playing like (laughs) yeah had like a group chat on skype when we were playing league of legends all the time trash um we switched to raid call at some point but uh that fell through yeah and then after raid call what was um team speak i think there's a team speak era but it it was discord i think at some point but we didn't really have like a central discord people would either start calls or we had like a small one but it really was only for voice and no one really used discord um to the extent that it could that it was capable of yeah and um i first like witnessed and kind of helped with the creation of a a guild discord when i was playing guild wars 2 um shouts out to the old guild well, i guess they're still the guild um phoenix or nazis or fire guild in guild wars 2 um i essentially uh i think they needed i think they were on Teamspeak, and um discord was still kind of new and so i i created the discord for the guild um despite not having like a leadership position mm-hmm. but i was like yeah you can trust me i'm not gonna like screw you guys over and so it became like this whole like layered and complex discord and i was like whoa like i didn't realize discord could be like this uh for like it pretty much was just like a a forum page like for a community and so uh after seeing that uh i was like i wonder if i could do this with the homies but it wasn't until like years later where it's like because you can't really just do that without any type of like yeah like community like yeah there's no reason or like umbrella uh overall it's like a collective it's like a group think logic that you have to like take in the moment take in stride yeah so it everything kind of just fell into place with launching the stream the podcast it really did start with the the podcast i think because that um that really like kicked my creativity into um into full throttle yeah and i was like let me just do everything i ever wanted to do (laughs) <laughs> what do you like like what do you think is the core so like that's interesting because there's even like a more core nugget there like what do you what do you think is the core nugget of our of the podcast i think what i mean the the core nugget of the, of the podcast was like hey this is what we do when we go to like world of beer on mondays because it's burger mondays <laughs> yeah. five dollar burgers and we get a beer usually a secret llama blueberry ale and um <laughs> And we just kick it and we talk about gaming and we talk about like what's up and yeah. and I know our friend Pat Cornell is always like, dude, you guys should start a podcast. Like, I could listen to you guys just talk for like hours. Oh, I some, forgot about that. I don't. Or that. some people are like, you guys need to shut up. It's always <laughs> it's always either or. Uh, either or, right? And so I was like, yeah, that's true. And I was able to get audio equipment and we just tried it. And our first podcast was so scuffed. Yeah. But uh, I think we always had that idea in mind because we always joke about saving it for the podcast. It always felt like it always felt like 
I mean, I kind of had been writing and I kind of, I got a concentration in writing and I'd always felt like I wanted to be engaging certain topics and wanting to like, you know, like reflect and bounce back with other people with a similar kind of mindset and interest. Um, and then it was just like, we just both kind of found that. I think in today's day and age of social media and technology, there is this um, innate desire to express what you want to talk about in terms of like what you're thinking. And um, for me, like Twitter wasn't it. Instagram wasn't it. Like just posting on social media uh -huh. just felt so uh, shallow for me because it felt too much like I was just broadcasting. Yeah. To competing people for attention who don't as want well. To. Yeah. And in this format, it's like, it's not in your face so much. And it's yeah. like, if you want to listen, you'll listen. Right. And so I think that was like a safer platform for both of us to kind of just speak our minds since I, I, I think you understand my perspective on social media as well, since we're both not very active. On yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like the, the kind of anxiety to like, because it feels it's like the person who tries to take advantage of it and fails looks like a fish like on dry land, like flopping around. Yeah. But then the person who does take advantage of it and is effective is like, dude, I don't really I don't respect you. <laughs> like you're kind of a oh, my God. Like, like what, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> But it's also like, I don't have that same type of energy to right. have it be successful like that. It's high, like, cause I think, you know, you're community driven, but it's not, um, you're not extroverted. You're not hyper extroverted like that. Right. It's, it's just, you, you like, and that's the thing is like the way you influenced the community that we have is in this very kind of subliminal, not subliminal, but like, uh, like not delicate, but careful, like a very careful, um, construct this thing for hopefully people will use it. Um, I'm not like, don't directly say, Hey, use the discord if you want to talk to me or like not right. anything like that. Just, just kind of like have it available, make it usable. And, and then like kind of having a detached insight and, and a concern. I couldn't have done that without like everyone else on board with it. Like you and yeah. Zekiel and Matt and like everyone who's just like, yeah, dude, just do it because like <laughs> we're going to use it anyways. Oh, right. Right. To have it exercised. Yeah. True. But and I think that's why, like, I can really do all of, like, like stream and podcast and stuff is just because, like, I, I'm not, it's not just me, even though, like, it's Swan Studio, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But really, it's just, like, a combined effort in terms of, like, putting your vision and creativity into it as well. And, like, right. guiding any, I always, I always go to you guys first before, like, doing something. And that's probably why, like, I wanted to. That's like what my future uh, ambition is to like create that team of creatives and like content <laughs> creators to pretty much do this to, to influence the yeah. some sort of culture or to you know create a product for people in the yeah. world. Even with like we're like even with us going to exercise it, it's still like kind of um, careful or like not 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 like trying to be forceful like forceful. And my my other thinking was like. The nugget of the podcast and in a way that you were explaining kind of the discord and just the community, I don't even know, like, I think this is a topic you don't want to become very self-conscious about, but I think that in terms of like the nugget, I think to some degree it's because, you know, there, there are underlying honest connections, like, and, and honest communication that happens. Um, and some of that is like, you know, having interesting conversations on our podcast, and in a way, that's like a seed of that flowers. And how I was going to tie that in is that's like our, our conversation, say, which has its own narrative and has its own intrigue and has its own 
um, like space for people to reflect on and how that affects the whole intricacies of the system to me that has a lot that has a lot to compare in relation to um, narrative and games and like mm-hmm. what what the place of narrative in games is and how it affects the greater system of the game because um, like here like here's how I'm oriented right as a as a person who's more it's like neurotic I guess and like thinking oriented as opposed to like right. feeling oriented yeah yeah and systems driven kind of or systems curious <laughs> it's like by curious <laughs> but systems curious <laughs> fucking, like like someone like and that that's what gets me stimulated and and that like when when i feel like um like i'm hitting a, a peak or or like when i feel like i'm dealing with some real content um would be with the system but then how i treat narrative and i think this is where i always was not come flat but like Narrative is almost like, and art sometimes, this is, I think this has become a problem for me and I want to talk this through, um, is like just the marketing portion of the system I'm selling, which I don't think that's the only way to look at a game. And I don't think that's, I don't even think that's the best way to look at it. So I was just wondering what, because I think you have a lot of focus on, um, I remember you talking about with uh, narrative in uh, Final Fantasy. And also, you know, we talk about the narrative in Guild Wars and stuff. But, like, in, in your core idea of how a game works, um, where does narrative fit in for you? Or, like, how do you think of that situation? Because I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's some way. And that's the question. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned... My background is MMOs, right? So, like, uh, you mentioned Final Fantasy fourteen and Guild Wars two, mm-hmm. And, honestly, the narrative elements of MMOs are always like the weakest point because there's so much more design and things you have to worry about as a Um, MMO designer. So like usually the story kind of falls short. Um, And that's probably why I don't play a lot of single player uh, games where the narrative is the focus. Yeah. Um, Because to me, it's, it doesn't matter too much. Cause if I, um, like if I wanted to play something for the narrative, I would just go watch a movie or something right so that's like my perspective on it right if i if i'm here for the story i'd rather just experience the story not necessarily play it um and that's why i'm really into films and like as a uh filmmaker i guess (laughs) um like that's inspires me to like there's my um like experience with storytelling is like it's through film rather than through video games um and so when i play a game it's like how does it feel how does the like the mechanics and the design and the way the loot works and you know just like the elements of game design uh, narrative always comes last for me because yeah. i don't really care that much as long as it's like the system interesting enough like even if it's so archetype and basic i don't mind because the game is fun like uh any arpg is like you have to go save like this city because something's corrupting it and so yeah. you're like fighting the monsters and stuff and eventually there's like a like it's it's kind of hard to be unique, in my opinion, when it comes to certain game archetypes. There's yeah, expectations, exactly. um, and so that's probably why single player games are so popular because those games they're not trying to fit a certain type of game. Yeah. Like MMO and like RPG, it's pretty basic. Like there's always going to be the hero and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know if I I forget what your question was, but like that's my <laughs> thoughts about like narrative. Um, but another like on the other side of the coin of like me not caring about narrative when I'm thinking about 
game design like in terms of like uh the game that we would want to design together yeah um my first instinct is narrative because i'm not a coder and i'm not a um i don't i don't i wouldn't consider myself a digital artist so the only thing i could probably provide is story writing and i did take i'm I'm also very writing um centric like you are but i just didn't (laughs) it wasn't my concentration in college or anything right right but um but you thought about it i mean yeah like i did want to be an english major and creative writing was always big deal for us yeah and so when it comes to thinking about game design like what can how can i make your game um even like the game you have right now Mm. like how can i tell a story through it that's unique enough or maybe not even unique but like interesting enough where it's like it, it will help improve the game right and it won't hinder from it and it like i know like the, just because of how i think um not not frail it, it, it's like clunky uh narrative is in a lot of like mmos and a lot of even rpgs just because they're so grand and there's so much to do with them um just it's it's a lot of breadth and it like not a lot of depth Unless it's Witcher Three, where you just get fucking everything for no like it, it, absurdly. I still need to play that. Yeah, it, it, you'll, you'll see. It's crazy how what they do, what they do. Um, it's very impressive. But I, I I wouldn't mind sitting in this space for a second if you don't mind, just like thinking about um just kind of the space for because I was thinking about how um there's some something makes the game go right, and it's also I was it's like something makes the community go. Mm-hmm. And and I think of I think that uh, like uh, a lot of times I compare um I think micro events like mirror sometimes macro events and like the same kind of uh, general shapes that happen like the same things that happen in the group kind of happen in, within the individual to a sense, um, and even you know I I think each each emergent layer of you know quantifying something is like somehow similar things arise. Um, so like what I'm saying is like, what am I saying? <laughs> this is where we edit a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think this is where like, if you can stick with it, then you'll get something out of it. Right. Like, I, I think this is to some degree, like the, the fundamental efforts of some, of like having something, some good, right. And so say like a good, a conversation in a podcast, um that can be reflected on by other people uh versus like narrative in a game where you know a community is kind of like an ecosystem and there's something kind of and i think we were talking about that with with uh discord it's like to some degree there's like beauty in these things that arise and it's it's interesting and cool that it happens and in games it's like this system something has to make this system go something has to the system would be fixed if it wasn't if something wasn't rolling through it and like that to me is like narrative. So it's like comparing those two things, like what, what, like like those. Like I'm saying, there's a comparison there, and no, the I see it. Comparison. I have, I'm trying I have to, a, the parallel down. Okay, cool, cool. And what? Okay, so what I'm trying to shake with, like on my on the other side here, is I always see narrative as just a as a tool to make the thing go, which maybe isn't so bad, but it's like. The base, like, you you can centralize on the nugget as narrative as opposed to, say, the system as the central portion. Which I think, obviously, like, with MMOs we were talking about, and with RuneScape, too, right? I think RuneScape is literally just an economic simulator uh, system with cool social elements and, uh, like, funny 
quests and stuff. I mean, RuneScape is probably the best game ever made. Uh, let's just, I mean, <laughs> we got to say it every down, podcast. Fact. <laughs> um, but no, like the parallel you were um, referring well, to. Before, before, before you say that, like what I'm trying to ask is like, can, is there a way to break out of that? Is there a way to, to break out of just seeing games as like the system and narrative is just kind of a thing that has to be there? Like how, how can you validate narrative like what's a way that you can validate narrative like and i'm kind of asking like because this is something that i struggle with i think in design in general is like where how do you say like well if you want to read a story go read a book or like how is there is there a way to innovate enough to make narrative um uniquely meaningful to a game that isn't relevant to another medium um what would that be oh damn there's probably like well, first, um, I, okay, so first, the parallel you were talking about um, yeah. is, like, I mean, it's true that it, it's like the, the game designers didn't design the narrative to be like, oh, this will definitely, like, spark a lot of, you know, community activity for sure. It just naturally happens, like, authentic. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good sign of, of good storytelling. Like, um, my examples are so niche but because <laughs> i don't play a lot of narrative video games but um like for example in world of warcraft when the butch king was dethroned and, oh. and like it's his son and like you know and that whole interaction and that whole cutscene of him taking on the lich king because like the lich king just continues on after like you know that sparked a lot of like there was a lot of uh, uh what do you call it um, like a response re- reaction there, there's yeah. like a, a lot of reaction to it positive and and good and some bad but like uh but reaction the f- but the fact that there is such a huge reaction to that narrative um just shows like like good game design um yeah and you were mentioning um like i think what what creates that is um i'll also answer your other question about the val- validity of it um but um what i think what gives like this good reaction is building a story with characters that the audience the player whatever it is can relate to and can like root for you know what i mean like you're developing these characters throughout the whole game and it's like watching a tv show or a movie like you get invested in it emotionally and that's probably why there's so much like that's just good storytelling response also right. with, I mean, uh, when I think of that, I think of um, Last of Us 2 and all the response that that got. Right, yeah, I haven't played it, but we talked about it last episode and how that twist is, like, sour for a lot of players because you're invested in that specific relationship. Yeah. Um, and then you get this whole new perspective, and it's, like, a flawed protagonist almost. Yeah. Um, wow. I just want to say I haven't played it, but <laughs> the fact that I can sum that up... <laughs> it's impressive in um, itself. So... Uh, the question about the uh, validity of designing a game where narrative can be unique enough where it doesn't tie into other elements of entertainment. Um, yeah, and not that it will I, even win, like, not that it specifically wouldn't, but that it is uniquely specific to games that only a game could do, kind of. Yeah, I think that's when it comes into play where um, maybe, like, books could do it. Um, but I think that's what's so attractive for uh, RPG games is because you create your own character. You're building your own story. And I think Guild Wars 2 tried to do that. Like, their whole motto was 
what's your story like that was literally their yeah. tagline at, after every commercial was like you're building your mmo character you're the commander and you have all these background options when you're creating your character right and they really do matter because it it stems it it structures your quest line up until a certain point yeah. um and you're pretty much building the background of this character and you're you're giving options in terms of would you like to be for uh ferocious or loyal um or kind-hearted to these npcs in like every quest um and like that stems from a lot of character uh development from like fable game series where right. you're building evil versus good characters there's like a meter for it huh. um and i i don't know if you can do that in like movies or other storytelling aspects but maybe like books where what was that book series where you hop around on different pages depending on what yeah, you want to the choose your own adventure yeah something like that yeah i know um, animorphs had one but yeah. there's yeah it was a genre but outside of mmo and like the guild wars 2 example i feel like there is some kind of indie game out there where um, the narrative is so convoluted and it's um like uh maybe it is okay ne the netflix thing bandersnatch you did you do that no i yeah no um the whole black mirror bandersnatch thing was very pretty much like you choose your path and like the ending and that was pretty uh unique to the platform of of a uh like a streaming netflix um, hmm. and so that was pretty cool yeah and so i'm wondering if there's like a game like that where you kind of just hop around different i'm sure there is um <laughs> and make different because there's, there's so many like creative indie games out there i just i'm I, it's just it's just hard to <laughs> find them all yeah i and, think well yeah you go ahead i mean i was gonna tie it into um game libraries and steam and like like for these indie games what how is steam and like epic game store able to become this opportunity for that yeah oh yeah yeah but what were you gonna say before we i mean like well like there's so there's one there's like a concept that and I, 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 I kind of accidentally realized, or like, this isn't, I didn't think, I wasn't really thinking about this beforehand, but I kind of realized this is what I, it's like what I meant. But there was a thing that I remember I was looking into, and it was like meaning through mechanics. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it was a game called um, um, Loneliness or something. But in the end, it was like a social, it was like a social game, um, pointing out like, a, like an issue in uh, South Korea. Something, something like that where like the way they treat or the way ch like children are treated in, in foster care and stuff how they they struggle with isolation and like loneliness and like what it's like and so it's just like you're just a cube like you're a little cube and you walk you you, you can control it with the arrow uh, arrow keys and you can move forward and and like as you move forward it's all like this gray smoke and there's this kind of like piano playing and it's very like uh uh like uh, fucking what is the i feel like you showed me this i may have i definitely I have this but it's very i have played this at your place and there was piano like... okay okay so you probably know it, it definitely probably is it definitely probably um and you, well you go around and then there's like other little cubes that form their own little structures and like shapes and they're, they're kind of like plain but whenever you get close to them they all dissipate and they'll kind of go away and you can like feel um like that experience like you can like even though it's just cubes 
right. like two dimensional cubes. You can feel like what it's like for when they like all dissipate and, and go away and you go, what? And then you go on and there's like more complex and they're forming these more complex structures and it's like clearly almost like a society or something. And then when you get closer, that dissipates and fades away. And then as you, you get further on it, they fade away. And then even as you go further, there's like one little cube bouncing and it's just him. And then even even like when you get close to him, he fades away. This one guy who's alone doesn't even want to be with you anymore. And then it's the same with like the last guy. He fades away. And then in the end, it just like fades to black and it's like it just freezes. And then it plays the uh, the kind of social message that was associated. But like there's no. To me, that's an example of something where there is no other rhetoric possible for a book or a movie or a choose your own adventure like the like the things that happen in that like and, and it's because it's interactive it's because it's not even vicarious it's like literally and it's 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 what you would naturally it's like what you're inclined to do you're inclined to send your little block to go with the other little blocks and the, they all dissipate and you can feel the the kind of hurt in that and th- that whole process is like it's telling a story that it you know it isn't it can't be told in any other way but it's like okay how the fuck else would how do you do that with anything else <laughs> yeah and it's, i don't i don't know it's pretty much um an abstract artist is became a game designer it's and, exactly that because <laughs> because what abstract artists do um is they take uh that same emotion that you would get from let's say like there's a, f- a film about that loneliness and that and it gives you that your reaction is like wow i feel so lonely and like that <laughs> yeah. just sucks because you see this character and like and he's just so lonely and he tries to like not be lonely and he <laughs> ends up being lonely and you, you take that emotion and then he just abstractly expresses it in a single like uh project right and then for that project it's like the game and it yeah. because it's like built like that you don't have to tell the whole story because you're just experiencing it and i think that's what yeah the goal of a lot of art is and like a lot of artists try to do is where they try to express um this emotional experience without giving you the details and so you're just left with the uh, emotion itself rather than like the the ins and outs of the story I, so do you see so then i guess my question with that because this is also a kind of pursuit for me in some way in terms of game design so like uh, something like that is that even then um is that even then like a, a unique narrative tool, like like communicating something uniquely, uh, only a game, an interactive thing can tell you, or is it just cutting out the fluff that you would get from, you know, you maybe would have to read some extra like intro and conclusion and yeah, that's a good question, honestly. Like what comes to mind is, what if we made your robot on a hill a game, but it doesn't tell the story, it just leaves you with the emotion of what the robot on the hill is feeling. Ah, uh, specifically. Well, yeah. I mean that but, basically I mean, resolves in a, like like a crisis. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, "Robot on a Hill" is J.C. Reno's great poem. J.C. Reno, <laughs> um, about isolation, and yeah, it's 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 just it's it's a it's a it's a it's a dope poem. It's a dope. It's pretty dope. J.C. Yeah, <laughs> Reno's a writer. No big deal. It's good. It's good. I think he compacts a lot of things. Not to jerk off my own shit. Oh, but dude, it, <laughs> go ahead. I mean, we're we're the host oh of the my. podcast. <laughs> yeah, we get to say whatever the fuck we want. We get to promote whatever we want. Pretty much. Well, it's almost it's also about um um I don't know. I probably I don't even remember really. Like, in fact, when I read it myself, it's like I get a new experience. Like every time. Of, That's just good writing. My God. <laughs> well, it's not. It was just honest. Like it was a place where I didn't know what it meant to someone else. 
I just knew what it meant at the time. And to I don't yourself. even remember what it was. Like, But I can just read it now and say, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's, and it's always like those strange bursts of of like artistic creation and vision. Um, yeah. Like I've definitely had that for on a, an assignment where I just, I made a short film and then I'm like, I don't know what this is. I just know like what I'm feeling right now and this is just gonna work. And it's also due at midnight. So I'm just gonna do it. And then <laughs> it up. turns out being like my, the, the best project I've ever done. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh my God, like that was, I love how you talked about this and that and it. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just like, I guess I was talking about that. Yeah, like I can see that. And then it's just like, damn. Like, I can see that, dude. That's the epitome of every artist. Yeah. I can but see that. I think that's, that's a good sign that it's just authentic Your own expression. Art. Yeah. And if you can do that in game design where, like you were saying, where the narrative is so unique that it, you can't, there's no way you can manifest it in another medium. Yeah. then I think that it's just authentic um, game design. Right. It's like you're just getting in-depth with the, the tools that are available to, to tell that story. It's just like, yeah. it, it's also like, that's another crisis I sometimes have, though, I think, with game design. is like, well, why wouldn't you just write it? Like, it takes a lot more work to make a video game. Yeah, exactly. I think when I was a kid, and you were also writing um, as well, when we were kids, <laughs> we would write these... Uh, epic tales of like <laughs> rpg i like i tried making a book and it was just about the very stereotypical rpg story <laughs> of a band of heroes of like different personalities and different classes <laughs> and they banded together to defeat the greater evil that was threatening the land and um i was i think in my head it's the reason why i want to write that is because that's the game i want to play as a kid um, right and so it's like, yeah, why not just write it instead of make a video game about it? Which is such a, like, it's a perspective you don't, like, just remember, I think. Like, you gotta, it's like, you gotta intentionally, like, you gotta think about it and remember, oh, like, it's not just part of your, like, regular, you don't just make a game thinking, like, oh, yes, because someone is thinking of a game they want to play, uh, but they're writing about it. And obviously the game would manifest that imagined thing uh, more concretely and, and meaningfully for them. So I should make a game, therefore. Yeah. Like, you definitely well, don't think that me... way. Let me ask you this then. Like, why do you want to design games? Um, yeah, I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it's because it is really along the lines of there, there, there are real reasons. Um, actually, here, let me see. Um, so I actually do only read some of my, uh, like my, my, my artist statement, which I'm going to send in to some graduate programs. Yeah, possibly, let's hear it. Let's hear it, man. Was okay. So it's like, it's this, and I'll try to elaborate on it more simply, maybe. But it's, I want to pursue wisdom and meaning by creatively quantifying axioms into gamified systems. Okay, so how does that sound off the bat? Um, sounds good. S sounds pretentious. <laughs> thought, yeah, yeah. No, that's why I don't know how to say it more simply where it still sounds cool. And I think it's it sounds like insecure. But anyways, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it sounds pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can definitely uh, relate to your perspective on it. Even though I didn't write it, but it's like, oh yeah, this does sound <laughs> like uh, what <laughs> insecure. Like it's like, what are you trying to hide? No, yeah. Well, it's. I think that like the way it is, it's like I'm not enough. Right. Well, so I have to show that, that I know um, I'm doing. Why oh, are shit. you not? No, <laughs> <laughs> why are you uh, like, not enough, dude? I don't know. Okay, here. Uh, there's more to it though. Okay. So we'll it, save that one for therapy. We'll save that the therapy uh, podcast. But Save it's for the that boy because then it's like so I, the creatively quantifying axioms into gamified systems. But then by having them interact with each other, those axioms can be understood as the relationship between things, 
as opposed to the axioms themselves. So to me, that's something that a game can do that other yeah. things cannot do. That beats the answer of I want to play game. I want to create games. I want to play, <laughs> you think which it is probably the answer? <laughs> the, yeah. That's, that's they probably get that so many times. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's a little more uh, original. For, yeah. For no, definitely. Okay. Yeah. This is we're, we're also um. I'm just using this podcast as a uh, as a workshop for my my uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Pretty I think much. this is related though. I mean, that's essentially everything I'm doing right now. So. Yeah, okay. Cool. Cool. Wait. Okay. So then, what I also say is. I believe that this process, so right, the relationship between things, uh, offers ways of understanding that are only available to the medium of game design, and which in most cases offer no limitations to the inclusion of other artistic methods, such as music, visual art, film, and writing. I believe that because games can take on this process, they are more effective at illuminating the primordial, fragmented truths present in the universe and ourselves than those other mediums. Is that... You could have just said, you could have just said the other mediums. But I do know what you're <laughs> talking about, because it's like... Yeah, like, it is pretty much what we were just discussing, how the unique form of the the loneliness game, the cube, like, you can't do that anywhere else. And the yeah. fact that the systems of the game and the way it's built for, like, the cube to interact, and there's no instructions either. You literally boot up the game, and you're like, what do I do? And then, yeah. like, of course, you, as a gamer, you're innate, like, okay, let me click, let me WASD, like, you know. Still, yeah. And, and so it. it just starts to... It starts to unfold and then you start to realize like oh like the only i'm pretty sure you know the game's called loneliness right i i think it's something like that okay but like probably there's, is, a yeah. there's a title before you start playing yeah and so as you start to play like the the whole narrative is unfolded abstractly rather than like in your face and i mean that's essentially what your your thesis or your statement about why you want to design video games is because you want to create experiences like that and there's no other medium for it. Right, right. So that'd be like why I want to make games, right? Yeah. As, but then there's like, right, so that's like why abstractly and from a user end perspective, like why I would want to make a game. But then from like what, it, there's the, somehow what I found is like a game, like as opposed to another art form is like, it expresses the habits of the person way more than it does the ideas of the person, which is, I don't know. It's weird, but, but interesting. And so like, it's like the process of making it, you have to be getting something out of it. Like, I think you can't make a game just for the user end. Um, just yeah, like on the user end perspective, unless you're like, unless you're literally like, I work at this company nine to five and I'm just gonna design yeah. this game. Right. Which is like, not what I want. But then that's the thing is like, I think it comes into that discussion we always have where there's like you have game design as an art expression and then the game design to make money. Right. And and, and they're different processes and they have diff they serve different purposes. Yeah. And I think the same could be said about any type of um like art driven career. Where it's like at some point when do you just hate yourself and <laughs> you just you sell out. Um but like yeah. <laughs> when you just hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, well, so, like, the the side, though, that, and I don't even know if it's, like, I, like, I don't have a good, I wasn't even prepared to talk about, I think, this level, but it's, like, now that we're here, um, is, like, I'm, and I'm not reading, like, I'm not reading this because, uh, just to, like, jerk off of my opinions, but it's, like, with that, it's, like, I still have doubts about it, and, the, like, when you get into the work of making a game, it's, like, backbreaking, it's not backbreaking, but it, it's, it, it it wears you down 
And so it's like at some point you have to answer those questions. And it's like so I'm like I'm like even asking like okay well what do you think about that like, is that true like our our game is really a unique expression what like what do we need? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's I, I literally today I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna quit gaming because it doesn't do anything. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the the fact that like uh, as I mean I'm pretty much a gamer I mean all my friends are gamers and it's like this is pretty much like an identity that we can like label yeah and then it's just like oh yeah but it doesn't really because <laughs> i swear like, it's, like, it's like, like it's like that. an existential um quandary like, of like yeah this like if i just stopped gaming like nothing would change <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah and it's weird like because that's what um what i've started to do for my breaks whereas before i might look at like a social media or something i just uh look out the window like, I, I just did do nothing and look out the window. Like, that's my breaks. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like, I, you have this anxiety of missing out on something. But when you go do that, you're just like, oh, I'm not missing anything. Yeah. I'm just looking wow. out the window. You should uh, take psychedelics. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can talk about my uh, my quasi-psychedelic experience that why I don't respect psychedelics. Uh, we'll save it for off offline. Offline <laughs> for the offline. Join the Discord. Um, Check yeah. the full story um but yeah like your answer beats my answer where like i want to design games even though i'm not really a game designer but like i feel <laughs> like i think like one which is weird um probably because i just hang around you and other <laughs> yeah, game yeah. design focused people yeah um is i just want to design a game that i want to play because these guys are are missing a lot of key components to like what <laughs> a good game to me is and so i mean we've talked about building an arpg with like yeah. The, the resource gathering of Minecraft, but then at the same time making progress actually valuable, like how RuneScape does it, yeah. and then putting it into like a system like Diablo three. Um, but I mean, who knows when when that will happen? Yeah. But to, now that you've kind of elaborated on why you want to design games, I don't know if that like aligns with your vision because my game kind of sounds like a game that is like it's less of an art form and it's more of just like a system. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is like the, the creating the system is like, that's kind of my bread and butter. Like it's so engaging. Oh, okay. It's just when I get to the point where it's like, okay, why, why do I actually want to make games? Like from a fundamental perspective, it's like, I have to answer these things. And it's also like, and I asked them too, because it's like the same thing with the, uh, like with like a community approach or like a, like isolationist, like, you know, how, what I was talking about before where it's like, I like I w I don't really see the things you would see or like I don't I don't really uh, like give credence to the opportunities that you would you would recognize, and so it's like, you know I just would like so it's like in this space it's like okay, I wonder if there is a a way to think about this that isn't, the way but I think it's just like it, it's a matter of um how far along you are with game design, yeah, interesting, because yeah. to me, it it almost uh, like I don't know if this is the right analogy right so like I say. Uh, to a lot of people, oh, I'm an art major and my focus is filmmaking. And then they're like, oh, okay, so like, do you want to make movies? And then to me, and you know, like the kind of like filmmaking that I do in terms of like abstract, yeah, uh, very much in the same grain of like the videos you would do or yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, like surrealist, emotional, yeah, it's like, like surreal. And okay, so I wonder emotions. What that what it does for me is like it takes away like so it, it gets away from any kind of neuroticism that is imposed by for me like structure or um 
like recognizable things it becomes more like music where mm-hmm. it, it's like things aren't recognizable but then it has like it has a, a real tangible meaning right because we have specific images and we do specifically you know with with, with with like you range it in a certain way but it's like you you the you know it's way more prominent on the feeling side like i think that's why i favor those because that gets me into that place of and actually i talk about it and some and like if i kept reading is like um it's like the negative capability, which is this guy named John Keats. He talked about negative capability where it's like, um, it's like where, where you can uh, be okay with the uncertainties and doubts and mysteries that are inherent to being just being a person <laughs> and, uh, not like grab anxiously towards like, or some rational thing. It's like that. Yeah. Like, I think that's what we're like exploring is like the negative capability. Yeah. It's like not going like not playing it safe, essentially <laughs> that too. Um, but yeah, like I like, I, that makes sense the way you like mentioned it's like music. I even did like a short film, like a silent short film, but it, it's literally, um, music. It's like, it's like visually music, but it's a silent film. Um, did you think about that actually? Did you think about that when you did it? Yeah, I did. But it wasn't like the main driving point of it. It was just like right. an added element of like, oh, this yeah, kind of yeah. does look like music. Cause um, that would be pretentious. <laughs> Yeah, that would It's be. visual music, bro. Um but yeah, like the way <laughs> no, the way people are like, okay, like, oh, so you want to uh like direct movies and stuff and I I have to explain like it's not what I want to do. That analogy is that the same where I'm like, "Hey, let's make a game, but let's do like this ARPG or let's do this RPG game." And then it's like not yeah. in the same page as your art expression of game design. That's what I'm worried about now that I've I've heard your <laughs> no, reasoning okay. for game. Oh game. no, like but that's like the thing is like it totally is. Um in like the day to day like setting, like that that's like what I'm I'm like so interested in that. Like when I was playing Torchlight okay. 2, it was like, oh my god, the way the systems work, the way they overlap the um the like different different ability systems is like yeah. I, I just keep feeling like I could do this better. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Dude, if we take everything Gilbert's two wanted to do, but because it's an MMO, it was so like they were Hard. stretched thin in terms yeah. of like designers and things they could do with this the engine. We yeah. just play it small and do indie, but we take the same elements. We'd probably make like a really like really good RPG game. Their combat yeah. system with like the the different combinations of elements and like creating different The Elementalist. Um, oh man, it's so good. Dang yeah. Even the first Guild Wars was so good with the whole eight skill slot and they based it off of Card Magic building. The gathering. Yeah, card games. That's genius. Uh, I want to design a card game at some point. I know we talked about this. Deck building uh, is a very addictive thing. It's a very oh, yeah. interesting, engaging, like, uh, like creative act, almost. Yeah. Because it's like, you want some flavor in it, but it's also like, this is really good. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> there's like this value to, like, card design. And, like, you just know what makes a good card. Dude, we can... Oh, man, now we can talk about, like... Um, Break into that. Games. Yeah, but... No, that's it for the next yeah, one. Yeah, we should talk about card games. So I do want to play Runeterra again. Yeah. Um, you got really good at that, actually. That was. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I was really good at it, or there just wasn't enough players to, like... <laughs> probably both, but even being at that level is pretty solid. Um, yeah, I, I need to get back into it. Um, I also want to get back into Dragon Ball Fighters because I think... Um, I feel like I could get pretty good at that game. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. But uh, looking at the time, we are about 50 Yeah, we're getting deep in it. In. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanted to discuss on today's episode? 
Um, I, maybe in the lieu of like, I guess you may want to cut out a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about the procrastinating completion? Um, hmm. or is that you think we're in enough? My only thing is like, uh, yeah, we can make it fast. Yeah, yeah, you all right? Yeah, you can go ahead and mention it. Because I was gonna say is like almost like I'm asking about this like in, in a way like me not me having doubt about um like my like my like my artistic purpose for game design um is a form of procrastination like it's like I, instead of owning my uh answer I kind of just sit back I like, kind of resist like I hold back and don't <laughs> like I I don't um go forward with the ideas i have I, I i sit with them and get anxious about them and it's the same with uh for me recently making a, a program that i've been working on and like i'm afraid like i only have five more lines of code essentially to complete it um but it's been like a week and uh <laughs> why haven't i done that um Great. and it's partially it's like the anxiety of like what if it works and like what if i'm successful because it's a difficult thing i'm trying to do it's like and if it's successful it's like there's some anxiety there that's like I don't even want to find out, but I have to eventually. But that, yeah, and yeah, I know we should not get too much into this. Yeah, like I, I'm working on this documentary film that I've been working on for like two years now, and um, why has it taken two years? Because <laughs> I'm a perfectionist, and like I keep adding a lot of things to it, and then like, and like, it's pretty much done. It, I feel like it's been done, but because I just <laughs> have like this grand idea for it um i keep adding to it to like push it even further but the what you're talking about how like you're afraid of it actually just working and like afraid of the results in general yeah um like i'm scared of the like the feedback of the negative feedback the negative feedback but also like the positive feedback you know what i mean yeah because it's like i don't know like the fact that there is feedback, you know, because people are like seeing something that you've worked on for so long and yeah. it's just, it's very vulnerable. But, um, I mean, yeah, like for like, it's essentially done, but right now I'm like waiting on another team member to like also do things to it. But like at some point I should have just been like, it's, let me just get this out so I can continue working on the something next else. one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of like wasted potential almost on like something that you could just continually work on. And I think that's what has been a driving factor for our podcast. Like if you go back to our other episodes, we're just like, yeah, it's, it's going to be shit. It's going to be stuff, but <laughs> just get it out. We're, we know there's going to be way more. And like, what episode is this? This is like uh fifth technically, but it's four. Yeah. Episode so four. It's bad on top of safer for the podcast. This is like our 12th, 11th right, recording. Yeah, total. And so like, I mean, we started this in, uh february we did like one episode in december, in december like, yeah you know we we've we've like started getting used to it and now <laughs> it's just become this thing and so Shouldn't. um yeah and it's like i don't i don't even think people listen but it's just a it's i feel like it's a healthy way to express our own creativity and going forward i think i feel like as introverts this is pretty good for us <laughs> yeah just, just to, to be able to talk out. yeah yeah definitely and i think that is true like like with even with both like it, it's with both of the projects like with the in terms of procrastinating completion it's like um it's because it's like the penultimate and it's like you don't realize yeah. that like even if it changes things there'll just be more stuff after and, and you gotta I mean, get to that 
yeah, like you don't want to close that door, which is what yeah. we always talk about, how the closing door is literally the end of that system. It's like the the, the last bit Dang, of that the is a way to code. think of it. Dang, it, the end of that system. That's a good way to... Yeah. So, I mean, it's scary, but... You just gotta, we got to keep pumping <laughs> out more content. Kick. But we can talk about more about uh, that specific topic. I'm, I'm, there's like a lot to unpack in terms of, you know, yeah, f- like fear alone. You know, <laughs> in general, it? dude. Again, we don't really, uh, we don't really get the content out before, like, or like we discover the content until after. A big- <laughs> yeah. Um, a big fear of mine is realizing too late that I've spent the best years of my life grinding a video game that won't play pay the bills. It doesn't make me happy. <laughs> My greatest fear, though, is that people won't be ready to handle my movement for at least another decade. Dang, those are true. I mean, Real anxiety. There you have it. <laughs> but looking at the time, it is... We're look, about an hour in. Yeah, That's, it's about, it's a, a good about time. an hour in with some cuts, you know. Um, we talked about... Um, we talked about the Discord. Hop into our Discord, by the way. Yeah. Links are in the description. Links um, are there. We talked about the narrative of video games and also other mediums in terms of, of our own art visions and approach to life as, I guess, artists. We're both artists. I guess, yeah. Weird to say. Dude, um, this like a, it's like the it's like Kanye with like I have an art degree, I have an art major. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we wrapped it up nicely with some um, abstract thoughts on procrastination. And what else did we talk about? We talked about a lot, but uh, any last words yeah. before no, no. I end you? <laughs> <laughs> just again, we we find the we find the um, the like the, the core like a uh, fucking nuggets that will that will allow for like a much greater conversation at the end of the conversation. Yeah, yeah it at, sucks. I mean, that's probably why we always go on forever. Yeah. If you ever meet us in real life, this is there's just always the another next thing. step. Yeah, we transition very well to just random things, and we just roll with it. <laughs> just what goes. Yeah. But for the recording, we'll have to end it. And so, thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, shout yeah, out, thank you, thank you. everyone in the Discord thank for hanging out. Um, you can follow JC Reno at the links below. Yeah. You can follow me at the links below as well in the description. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a five star rating, and we'll read it out on the next episode. Oh um, wow. So leave us any comments. If you um, have any comments on YouTube, um, smash the sub button. Smash the sub button. <laughs> uh, like, comment, subscribe. Like, comment, um, subscribe. There's no comment thing on Spotify. So if you ever want yeah, to comment or at least just give us feedback, you can either do it on YouTube. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on yeah. the Discord for the. There's a podcast section. You can hit us up there. Or you can hit us up directly and tell us to our face how bad it is. Um, <laughs> but that wraps it up. Anything else you'd like to say? Um, I think we talked about a lot of really interesting topics, and I'm grateful for the conversation. And, you know, there's a lot more to say. But unfortunately, we have to end it here and look forward to the next And as always, and we'll save it for the podcast. Save this has the been podcast. the Midnight Lantern episode. Four? Four or five. Yeah. Uh... Thank you. Thank you. And we are out. Bye.